Well, hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief. This is episode 78. It's Tuesday, March the 30th, 2021. And myself, Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, who is trackside. We're going to talk about the 2021 finale of the Challenge of the Americas at Sonoma Raceway in Sonoma, California. The event held on March the 26th to 28th. Before we jump into this edition of the Debrief, let's talk about our presenting sponsor of this show, the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-7223. All right, David Cole, uh, we just wrapped up our Scusa show as well from the Winter Nationals. This one's all about you, your quarterback in this one. You were trackside at Sonoma, California. Uh, very cool to get that, that, that uh, this season wrapped up. We didn't get a chance with the Challenge of the Americas to run the finale last year due to COVID-19. This year, all three rounds done and in the books. Yeah, my first time back to Sonoma since 2018. I uh, didn't get to go in 2019 as you did. And I was at the United States pro cart series opener in Ocala, Florida. Uh, And then of course, as you just said, last year, we missed out on it due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So it was great to be back in wine country and uh, get to go across the golden gate bridge for two more times and, uh, and see what it's like in uh, Northern California. Uh, again, round six, around five and six, rather, of the six-round championship. Uh, the uh, the titles crowned uh, in the this event at Sonoma. Uh, best five races would count. Fourteenth season of the championship, David. Now, a lot of you know we we talk about some of these series and and how long they've been around for. Fourteen seasons for the challenge began back in two thousand eight. Yeah, it began with under the road tax banner back in, uh, as you said, 2008, and then made the transi- transition over to the Rock Cup USA program in uh, 2000 and I want to say 19. No, uh, uh, eight. Oh, see, I'm getting my years mixed up now. Dude, I know the COVID Two, the, with, with 2020 is a mess with everybody. I want I want to say it was 2018. Yes. So um, I want to say it was that. So we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> believe in yourself, David. I'm going to believe in myself. I'm going to look and double check, but yes, that was what it was. And, uh, you know, the, the, the great thing about this weekend, cause I can't remember a time that we were in Sonoma for challenging the Americas and there was not rain, yeah. uh, dating back to the original, uh, second event of the challenging the Americas, they were attacked by so much rain. They had to cancel on Sunday because of, the tic-tac-toe section was under complete water. Rain just had engulfed the entire facility. So they actually had to cancel the Sunday round of racing at the for the first year of Challenging Americas at Sonoma. So 10 times being there, this was probably the mo- the perfect weather conditions we've had ever at the racetrack. Dude, the pictures were amazing. Uh, obviously, you know, the shots you were taking, obviously great shots of the race stuff, but just blue sky, like just absolutely perfect Sonoma weather. It was 2018 just to confirm. So oh, but yes, the May, the weather was perfect. I mean, really the only time it wasn't was when we were trying to do the podiums at the end of Sunday. And all of a sudden we got a big gust of wind and everybody's ho- trying to hold up their tickets uh, to either the <laughs> rock cup super final or the rock, the Rio. And they're like, 
trying to blow away, blow all over, bending because of the wind is grabbing oh them God. so strongly. Um, so that was the only blemish of weather that we had on the weekend. But otherwise, it was perfect. And, uh, you know, shorts all weekend long, nothing nothing better than that. Uh, let's have a look at the numbers, David. Uh, you know, one of the, the, the keys to the, the season for the challenge was three great uh, great and well attended events. You know, last year with with COVID nineteen, you know, the first race of the season, then that uh, the big one at Cal Speed, setting a new record in terms of last year. They were really expecting to have even better numbers for Sonoma last year to cap off the season. Of course, COVID nineteen made that not happen. One hundred and forty seven entries in total at Cal Speed with the Cal Speed bump. Uh, one hundred nineteen though at, at Sonoma for this particular weekend. That's still strong numbers in a program that still wasn't allowed to have the Canadians come down. And usually it's 10% Canadians down there, if not more. Yeah, you could. we could easily have been at the 130 mark for sure uh, on this weekend uh, and been close to to that Cal Speed record that was set last month. Um, but again, you know, we've seen numbers shift. We had two events going on at the same time. So that hurt numbers as well, too, because there were competitors that would have been at Sonoma that were racing in uh, New Orleans for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour event. Yep, so uh, so having two two events on the same weekend certainly doesn't help in the numbers category when you're trying to uh, at least get close to or if you can set new records uh, for a program. But, uh, you know, overall, they, they were they were well uh, you know, best that we have seen in Sonoma for, for the series finale in a long time. And really to kind of just over before we get into details, it was uh, all that I can remember, especially under the rock cup banner. The first time we've seen, um, triple digits for all three events on the season. Yeah. That's impressive. And, and good numbers in the, in the, in the shifter card categories as well. 24 in, se- in, in senior rock and 16 in shifter rock. Good, good numbers for, for the shifter card categories. Yeah. And th- that was actually up from the pre-entry because we had a number of walk-ups in those categories. So to, so hit the 40 mark for, for, for those two divisions as well. Obviously the, the downside of everything right now, uh, is, is the, uh, the GP categories, senior rock and junior yeah. rock. Uh, we had junior zero and junior rock and only two in the senior rock division. So that's kind of the blemish of it. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of push that off to the side and, right. and, yeah. and talk, talk about the strong numbers we had in the cadet divisions, 15 in mini rock, and then a record eight in micro rock. So eight as being the new high mark for the micro rock division at the challenge in the Americas. Yeah, personally for me, you know, you talk about the, the event that you weren't able to attend back in 2019. I was there. Uh, Tim Chappie was on the uh, uh, on the mic. I got a chance to race, and I was in the Masters class. Remember, there was there was one driver in Masters 100 CC that year, and that was Jimmy Gregory. And then Calvin Chen entered. I think yeah, I was going to enter uh, using Andy Saisman's Burrell. We we're kind of figuring how to do it, so I was going to be able to race against Jimmy. Then Calvin Chen came in. Then we had. Uh, uh, Craig Yeski, I believe is his name, came in to run with it. So we, we had at one point on the Sunday, we had four guys in Masters. It's now up to eight in the Masters 100cc class. There was 13 down in, in uh, at Cal Speed. I love the fact that we're seeing some growth in that 100cc Masters class because I think they'll get more guys to come and play in that category. Certainly, I think uh, you know. We'll, we'll, you know, as that con- as that continues to grow, you know, and kind of catch the catch the eye of the masters drivers, you know, I think we'll, uh, we'll certainly see a double digit regular, uh, for at least next year for the challenge for sure. Indeed. And as David said, uh, three straight races over the hundred mark bodes well for 2022 for the challenge of the Americas. Quick break of the action folks. When we get back, we'll jump in to the paddock pass. Davis will give us some of the, David will give us some of the insight happening away from the track. 
Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Feel like you're racing alongside the many legends that have called CRG home. With direct factory support, the CRG Nordam operation is the North American distributor for all CRG products related to karting and is based just outside Houston, Texas. The complete racing chassis line, including the famous Road Rebel shifter cart, is available through CRG Nordam. The growing FS4 Briggs & Stratton focused chassis is expanding worldwide, including right here in North America. Many tracks, indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the Centurion rental cart line through CRG. New for the 2020 season is the Mini Hero for cadet racing, homologated for FIA competitions around the world. Head over to cartcrg.com or find them on all social media networks. Welcome back to this edition of the EKN Debrief, episode number 78. is David Cole giving us his uh, essentially podcast race report of the final round of the Challenge of the Americas for 2021. Let's jump into the Paddock Pass, brought to you today by Forward Direction Motorsports. In Colorado, the place to go for carts, parts, and everything else you need to go racing is Forward Direction Motorsports. Owned and operated by veteran carter Greg Welch, Forward Direction Motorsports has been developed to provide customer service and product sales at all levels and both in-person and online. We're a brick-and-mortar shop that serves as a hub of racing in Colorado, and we also have an online store that can ship all over the country. We can also service all makes and models of engines and carts. Whatever you race, we can take care of you. Head to fdmcarting.com to learn more about our products and services or call us direct at 720-323-3650. All right, DC, into the uh, paddock pass. What uh, what do you got from uh, from the racetrack? Well, I kind of already mentioned it uh, earlier in our numbers section, but uh, two events on the same weekend. Uh, you know, Obviously, the Challenge in America is wrapping up at Sonoma Raceway, but uh, across the way, across the uh, United States, was the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Winter Nationals. Uh, we just taped our uh, our debrief for that, but uh, it was certainly a bit uh, weird, interesting. Uh, you being over there, me being in Sonoma, that kind of uh, you know would be a occasional conversation piece because people were kind of wanting to hear updates or or were, were discussing um, some of the current results that were going on. Uh, over in NOLA as we were uh, watching the, the events unfold in Sonoma. So that was a that was kind of a major talking point uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, championship ch- challenge, obviously, our championship's up for grabs on the weekend. Two of them actually locked in, right, before you even got there. Yeah, the, obviously being the series finale, uh, championships were on the mind for a handful of drivers. For two of them, it was already wrapped up. 
Uh, Tristan Young had already secured the Junior Rock title, and he elected to move over to the Junior 100cc division for the weekend, so was able to actually uh, go toe-to-toe with a number of the uh, drivers in that category. And then the Senior Rock division, with its four victories uh, coming into the weekend, Liam Letch had already secured enough points to call can call himself the uh, the champion in that division. And uh, he, along with a teammate Macy Williams, uh, battled throughout the weekend in that race or in that category. One of the cool things about racing in Sonoma is or uh, it's, it's a track that uh, if you have local knowledge, uh, you can help <laughs> in a big way. And uh, what kind of what kind of turnout do you guys have for locals? Yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, when a big event comes to your racetrack, you kind of want to go to it and uh, and see where you stack up against some of the best in the in the country. And that's kind of you know what we get when we go uh, for for the uh, to the Sonoma Raceway facility, especially with the Rock Sonoma program still growing and and gaining momentum. <clears throat> excuse me, as they had their uh, their 2021 season opener last weekend. So a number of the teams that were going to be uh, that were at Sonoma for uh, challenge came a little bit early and got some, in some uh, critical testing and uh, kind of got up to speed because again we're we're racing on. Uh, a brand new tire this year, the, the Levanto tire. So people were trying to understand, you know, kind of how the racetrack and tire work together. And of course, the new layout, uh, yeah, you know, that, that was, uh, that was a, uh, another focal point of why racers kind of went to the racetrack early to, uh, to kind of, uh, see where they sized up. Uh, it was, it was obviously a talking point with a number of the, uh, the competitors over the weekend. Some liked it, some didn't, you know, some prefer that tic-tac-toe, uh, section. Um, one of the issues that uh, that you deal with uh, when it, in regards to the new pro national layout uh, is it's not a complete one piece surface. So it's not like uh, the actual track layout. It's just kind of pieces of uh, pavement put together to make a uh, what is essentially a helipad for for some of the major events that they do have at Sonoma Raceway. So uh, it is a bit bumpy. Uh, because of the transitions. Um, yeah. So it's not so much that the pavement's rough, but just the transitions make it a little bit rougher. Um, so it, it it certainly adds a new element, but it gave a great passing opportunities, especially uh, what we saw in the shifter categories as you would, you would obviously break deeper uh, heading into the original tick part of the tic-tac-toe yep. uh, as you make that right-hand corner, but it sets up for a great passing opportunity going into the second right-hander to get you back up onto the original part of the racetrack. So um, we saw a number of passes, not only in shifter, but a number of other different categories as well. Because again, if you got through that first le- that first right-hander a little bit uh, too deep and kind of got off into the uh, the curb or the marbles, uh, allowed for somebody to kind of sneak in underneath you. Awesome stuff. All right, folks, uh, it's time to get into the race report. We'll go for a quick break here on the EKN debrief. When we get back, we're going to start talking about shifter rock and shifter masters rock. Stay with us. More to come. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. 
Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world. And it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro De Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. Two thousand nineteen marked a new era for the Cartlift brand, the company that Tim Coyne owned and operated since two thousand three one with a long tradition of quality products for the karting industry was purchased by Ted Fashing and his business, Stockholm Karting Center, in October of 2019. Stockholm Karting Center Inc. has added the Kartlift brand to their very successful Triple T Race Products brand that has been fabricating parts for the drag racing industry for the past 25 years. We're small enough where the owner answers the phone and every call is important to us, but we're large enough to get the job done. We pride ourselves on the quality and personal customer service that we provide on the phone or at the track. Cartlift stands, as you know, can be found at racetracks all over the country. If you race alone or if you're a parent with a cadet or junior driver, let our one-man winch lift make your race days easier. Position the hooks under the rear bumper, push the button, and your cart is raised into position and you're ready to go. We have traditional cart stands, single upright storage stands, Cartlift stackers for storing two carts at once, tire changers, and skid plate kits. Cartlift stands are available at the finest cart shops around the country, or you can order online at cartlift.com. For more information, give us a call at 877-777-8020. That's 877-777-8020. Get a Cartlift and leave your crew at home. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. David Cole giving us a full breakdown on the final round of the Challenge of the Americas from Sonoma, California. Time to jump into the race report. Where we'll go through class by class and tell you how things went. Shake shook out on both Saturday and Sunday of the events. This edition of the race report presented by Stilo USA. As a world leader in personal racing safety products, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo helmets. In addition to their popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is excited to have made their move into karting. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting. The ST5 CMR 2016 for kids and the ST5 Kart Snell K 2015 for adults. For more information, check them out online at www.simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. All right, David, let's get into it here. Let's start uh, talking about the classes themselves. We'll start with Shifter Rock. I'll lay out the headline. You fill in the, uh, the rest of it. The headline for Shifter Rock, Pickett and O'Neill win, Wick takes title. It was a fun and exciting uh, weekend in the shifter rock category, as we said, uh, a number of drivers uh, racing in the field and a number of drivers that were in contention all weekend long. Uh, but to begin with, Aiden O'Neill, again, one of the local drivers uh, under the Ron White Racing CRG tent, uh, a number of laps around the Sonoma Raceway ever since he was in his cadet years, now up into the shifter ranks and is among 
one of the tallest drivers in the paddock at probably about six foot five wow. or, or even taller. I mean, this kid has just continued to grow ever since uh, he was a junior. So uh, uh, O'Neill was quickest out on qualifying, was able to uh, secure the win in the pre-final, but came under attack early in the main event. Actually looked like he was running a little bit of a defensive line uh, within the first couple of laps. Just not quite quick enough uh, early on in the uh, in the la- in the main event. Uh, essentially, Hunter Pickett, Kyle Wick, Enzo Prevost were both. All three of those drivers were able to get uh, uh, around and uh, past O'Neill for uh, the top three positions. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then from there, those top three kind of drove away, uh, kind of running static for the remainder of the main event. Uh, Pickett would go on another local driver uh, with a number of laps at Sonoma Raceway. He would go on as the defending champion to uh, earn his first victory of the season, just edging out Kyle Wick, the championship leader for the victory. Uh, Enzo Prevost getting a uh, second podium on the season on his Ron White CRG. Jacob Gulick, a great drive uh, from the back up to the front uh, to the fourth position. Uh, and then Keon Tandon in the GFC rounding out the top five. A uh, pretty impressive performance from the, in the top five there for GFC drivers for the top five. Yeah, strong. Obviously, GFC are, uh, the Sonoma Racetrack is a home track for GFC brand. Uh, a number of laps there put in by uh, Gary Carlton of GFC and a number of his drivers. So uh, they do understand the racetrack very well, and and uh, that's one thing that's. Uh, it was kind of key throughout the weekend because, you know, the locals there just seem to understand the racetrack very well. Uh, you know, drivers who have been there, though, kind of can come to grips with it quickly. But uh, uh, but the, the drive by J- Jacob Gulick was amazing. Uh, just he got uh, I, I forgot what happened or how it happened in the prefrontal, but contact uh, essentially. Um, oh, it was coming out of the new section. Uh, guys were trying to make a pass and uh, got into it, and uh, he was out after lap two. So I had to come from 24th in the field and drove his way all up to all the way up to 24th. So uh, amazing drive. Yeah, all the way from 24th to the podium. Well done. Uh, man, I'll tell you, just looking at looking at the notes here, what we got going, uh, Aiden O'Neill. Uh, again, you, when we talk about local drivers, but you know, there's you, you talk about the Hunter Pickets and the Prevos, and these guys have track you know, time on the track here. Aiden O'Neill swept things at the start of the day, Sunday, David, and actually had a fantastic day. Tell, tell me more about that. Yeah, kind of very similar to what we saw on Saturday. O'Neill quick and qualifying. Good on the uh, on the cold tires and not not such a warm racetrack. Uh, pre-final was a little bit better this time around. Didn't get his challenge as much, but was able to score the victory as he did or the win as he did uh, on Saturday. Um, Sunday though, or the Sunday main event though, was a little bit hectic. Um, very uh, interesting how things unfolded. So it kind of goes by chapters. So we'll start with chapter one. Okay. Chapter one, the whole shot. O'Neill was able to get the whole shot under pressure, as I said on Saturday, and it looked like that was going to be the case. Unfortunately, Wick and Prevost, chapter two, a little bit of contact in the opening lap. Well, Prevost went off the racetrack as Wick continued on. As they came around for lap number two, we'll move into chapter three now, which is called retaliation. (laughs) Enzo Prevost did not pull off the racetrack. No, 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 no. He decided to wait on the racetrack for the leaders to come around uh, on lap number three. As they did, he would allow Aiden O'Neill to drive by. 
Wick was running second at the time, and Prevost decided to to kind of move in between the chip, the top two drivers. Uh, as he did that, obviously being lapped, um, he decided to slow down abruptly in front of Wick in uh, in I, I want to say turn eight. So the right hand hairpin that's kind of in the middle of the racetrack. Uh, so that kind of sent Wick, you know, jostling for position. Uh, Prevost continued on in front of Wick as they came across the start finish line down through turn one. As they proceeded to uh, the tic-tac-toe section, uh, Wick decided to uh, to move Prevost off the racetrack and out of his way uh, and did so uh, very easily as Prevost went off into the original tic-tac-toe section. And uh, it looked like he was about ready to come back on the racetrack and wait for them again. Uh, but luckily, an official was right there in the uh, the merging lane, and uh, Prevost decided to uh, to think better of that wow. and got out of the race cart and ended his his day. Uh, so after we'll kind of wrap that part up, and uh, with the uh, the end of the day discussions, and the officials essentially disqualified him, obviously from the race, but also gave him a year suspension wow. uh, with the uh, the challenge in the Americas, and we'll see. Uh, if that suspension is held up by Rock Cup USA or any other Rock Cup events uh, that go on. So that'll be something to continue to watch for uh, as the season goes along. Yeah, wow. Uh, so as we uh, as we said, O'Neill out front, uh, Wick in the second position uh, was able to not lose too much ground to O'Neill uh, in during all that chaotic moments uh, with Enzo Prevost. Uh, essentially, though, after that finally finished up wrapped up my eyes kind of turned to the driver on the move hunter pickett hunter pickett actually stalled at the pre-final so had to rejoin the field at the tail of the field was able to get up to i want to say somewhere in the he at least got five six carts in the pre-main to be able to not start last so i'm, I'm looking to see where he started um Sorry, I'm looking and oh, I'm on the wrong day. That would help if I'm on the right day, wouldn't it, Rob? <laughs> you would, David. I'm, it's just this this race was just it lots of stories, and we're not done yet, believe me. Ah. Um Pickett, oh, he got up to 13th. So sorry, I he got a lot more than five. I that's I forgot he got a bunch at the end there. Uh so so made his way from 24th to 13th in the pre-main. But by the time all that Enzo Prevost kind of uh, Kyle Wick thing were, was wrapped up, he was sitting there fifth. Uh, you know, took advantage of, of, of obviously some of the, uh, the bunched up racing and, and the, and the, uh, extracurricular activities going on, got himself up in the fifth. And I, I turned over to Sean Beer. I said, I think Hunter Pickett's going to win this race. Sure enough. Uh, Hunter Pickett picked him off one by one by one by one was got up out into the lead and, and essentially from there was able to drive away to what was the provisional victory for Hunter Pickett. Uh, unfortunately, um, Pickett was found to be uh, passing under yellow and thus was handed a penalty. I'm trying to find that because I didn't write it in the notes. Um, I want to say it was oh, it was uh, three seconds. So essentially took the victory away from him and moved him down to fourth and off the podium. But nevertheless, wow. it was a great drive. Um, I'm not quite sure where the yellow flag was. He doesn't even remember uh, when I asked him after the race. So, uh, you know, he took the officials for their word and, and, and realized that, uh, it might've been, 
you know, it could have been with the Prevost thing. It could have been something else that, that, that occurred, you know, some other contact, but, uh, essentially, uh, taking the victory away from him. So, uh, that not to mention, uh, Kyle Wick dropping out with two laps to go because of a mechanical issue, essentially handed the win to, uh, to Aiden O'Neill. So Aiden O'Neill came out as your victory or as your winner. Jacob Gulick driving to uh, was was classified in the second position. Cole Shade on the track magic he bounced back from uh, some issues on Saturday to land himself on the podium in third. Uh, as I said, Pickett dropped down to fourth with Dustin Salivari uh, in the fifth position. Wow, a lot of action going on. A lot of action. That was that was probably one of the most, and that's not the, one of the most complicated story of the day for sure. So how's that all shake out for the points then? So with the points, uh, the DNF was essentially Kyle Wick's drop. Uh, you add in his victories and podium finishes, was able to score uh, the series champion. So the second in a row for GFC, uh, Remo Skiddy. Uh, not quite the weekend he wanted and uh, came up 34 points short of the title. Uh, Jacob Gulick ended up with a great weekend and Sonoma moved himself up into the third position, only nice. 67 points out. Well done. Solid stuff. Congratulations to Kyle Wick on that championship. Let's move to Shifter Masters Rock. Now the Masters drivers. Here's the headline, David. Sonoma Sweep. Uh, what? Led. Yeah, I spelled it wrong. What are you doing? <laughs> Sonoma Sweep led by Woods and, and Joseph. Hey, come on now. That It was probably a midnight type last night. So. Yeah, trust me, dude. I get it. I was up till like 1230 trying there to get the weekend. It's tough. People don't realize what it's like. We're at the track all day. Grab some dinner, and then it's lap time, laptop time for a couple hours afterwards. Man, I was exhausted. After or speaking. in the early morning. <laughs> or in the early morning, 100%. Yeah, I've done that too. But, David, yeah. So that Sonoma sweep led by Woods and Joseph. That's the headlines. It looked like it was going to be a complete sweep on the weekend by Kevin Woods. Defending champion coming in, had the championship lead after his two victories at Cal Speed. Saturday, all Kevin Woods up front, never relinquished the uh, the top spot, went wire to wire from qualifying to the final checkered flag, drove away from the field for a 3.5 second victory in the main event. So uh, third straight victory for Kevin Woods to end Saturday. Neil Joseph made it a CRG 1-2 as he was able to outrun Ryan Yap, Cliff Huella, and Michael Valiante for the second spot. So does he keep going on Sunday? Essentially, he did uh, set fast time in qualifying, uh, led wire to wire in the pre-final main event. Looked very close, like it was going to be a Kevin Woods victory. Go four straight wins. Obviously, where he was at was going to be the provisional champion for a second straight year. Unfortunately, some lap traffic played a little bit of a role in the main event. Uh, with about, I want to say, three laps to go. Uh, I don't know if the lapper just didn't realize that it was the leaders coming around him or what, but it really slowed up Woods as they went in through turns two, which is the the section by Tic-Tac-Toe. Uh, slowed Woods up dramatically. Joseph was kept kept it close all race long and just saw, saw the moment, went for it, basically went by both of them all in through turns number two and three uh, to be able to steal the lead. Woods tried to come back, made one attempt, not quite good enough. Joseph fought him off and essentially drove his way to the victory to uh, earn his first victory of the season. Woods ended up finishing second, but again, first in points uh, as he would go on to claim what is now his second straight championship in the Shifter Masters Rock division. Uh, Adam White. 
finally was able to put everything together. Been fast all year, just hasn't been able to finish uh, strong. Was able to do that on Sunday, driving up to a podium finish in the third position. Yap ended up finishing in fourth with Cliff Coella in fifth. Uh, and championship-wise, Kevin Woods with a championship, 74 points over Cliff Coella. Yep, Michael Valiante sitting there in third. Valiante just not just not a good enough weekend to uh, to be able to put a challenge. Uh, Cliff actually missed Friday practice. That was an interesting story. Came in the weekend before, so he was able to get some laps in on Saturday and Sunday, but couldn't uh, couldn't get the the uh, the travel to work to uh, to get up to uh, the racetrack to be able to practice on Friday. So came in Saturday, did very well for uh, for coming in. You know, I think he qualified third. Saturday morning, so uh, with only what a warm up session, uh, but just didn't quite have the pace that uh, that the CRGs of Woods and uh, Neil Joseph had all weekend long. All right, folks, that's it for the shifter card categories. When we get back after this quick break, we'll talk about uh, senior hundred CC, junior hundred CC, and masters hundred CC. Our EKN debrief, the race report from the final round of the Challenge of the Americas, continues after this. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xfree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're karting to win, it boils down to one thing. You, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. And you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Allen Rudolph with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media 
by searching for Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network as we continue with our debrief race report podcast of the final round of the Challenge of the Americas from Sonoma, California. The race report brought to you by Stilo USA. We're going to jump into 100cc senior. The headline, Lech wins the lockup championship. Yeah, this was a championship that almost was clinched heading into the weekend with uh, Blake Nash electing to go east to the uh, Supercarts USA Pro Tour event. Liam Lech coming in as the championship leader had a pretty good size lead uh, going into the day and then the opening day uh, on Saturday, essentially got as much points as he possibly could on the day, setting fast time and qualifying and winning the pre-final. The main event, though, was a great fight between him and Kyriakis Soukis uh, as they were able to break away from uh, the rest of the field and battle it down to the wire. And when I say battle to the wire, that's exactly what they did because this was a uh, a little bit of a controversial controversial finish. Um, as they uh, as they came around for the last lap, it was basically a, a, a typical Sonoma drag race after out of the uh, the final corner down the curving front straightaway. Yeah. Uh, Sukas on the inside, Lech on the outside. It looked like Lech didn't quite have enough to get around on the outside, but as they hit the line. Officials called in, or the scoring loop said Sukis won by four thousandths of a second. Officials, however, visually called in Lech as the winner. And that is how they were uh, classified, with Lech getting the victory over Sukis, despite the scoring system saying Sukis had the advantage by four thousandths of a second. Now, Photo finish is exactly what it is, because if you look at the photo finish that was taken by Sean Buer, it shows Lech just barely in front of Sukis as they reach the line. So officials called it on track without even confirming with with photographs, but they had the photographic proof to uh, to back up what they called. So uh, an interesting uh, way to finish the race. But, you know, they essentially they got it right because the way you can see it in the in the photo that was published with the race report that we have on Instagram, uh, Lech had the victory. Uh, had, uh, Lech reached the checkered flag, reached the line first. So uh, yeah, looking at it right now, That's a awesome. very, it was a very, very interesting uh, finish because you typically go by, you know, what the scoring loop says. Sometimes you go by an official. Sometimes you have the, uh, the uh, differing opinions, whether the, you know, the timing loop, you know, how, how old is it? How new is it? That that has a lot to factor in. Yeah, How good sure. does it work? And it looks like they might need a new loop or a new uh, decoder to uh, to kind of match what uh, visually happened out on the racetrack. Well, great to have that shot from Sean Beer to get it out, nail that too. That's solid because uh, that's the, you got to have that. That's in the good, It was good by the officials. I mean, yep. the officials called it in as they as soon as they crossed the line, they called it in. I got cart whatever uh, Lech was so. Uh, so, you know, it's good to have that visual uh, look when you have a lot of phonish finishes. And, and we did actually have some some very tight finishes throughout the weekend in Sonoma. How'd the rest of the top five look? Uh, yeah, so behind them, uh, Eddie Shimon coming back uh, a year out of the, uh, the cart. Uh, obviously, uh, with the uh, respiratory issues that he does have with his health, he, he made sure to uh, stay safe through the COVID-19. Got his uh, his uh, vaccine shots and uh, just came back to uh, to racing at his home track and uh, made a great drive to uh, to win the battle for third. 
got it uh, ahead of a fellow GFC driver, Alex Saragusa, with uh, another local, Michael Mischoff, uh, finishing fifth. You mentioned Saragusa, P4, looking at the results. It uh, looks like he came out of the gate pretty strong to qualify P1 on Sunday. Yeah, yes, he did. Uh, was able to uh, to get the magic lap in uh, in Sunday's morning session. Uh, a little bit of a tighter fight up front. Pre-final was a little bit heated, you know, a little bit close. Uh, Lech, though, was able to uh, to score the victory in that race. And then with the help of uh, teammate Macy Williams, uh, Lech and Williams were able to kind of partner up in the main event and break away from the rest of the uh, the drivers fighting for the uh, the victory on the day. Uh, they were able to get away and essentially decide the victory between them two. Uh, in another tight, close finish, uh, Macy Williams was able to hold off Letch at the line by 28 thousandths of a second for her first victory uh, in the category. Michael Mischoff was able to drive himself onto the podium for the first time this year, finishing in the third spot ahead of Sukis with uh, Jacob Hoover in the uh, fifth position. You mentioned earlier that uh, just due to the lack of drivers, Liam Lech had already scored the championship in the uh, the Rock Senior class. Uh, looks like he walked away with the championship here in Senior 100cc as well. Yeah, with uh, as I said, with Nash going out to NOLA, Sukis was next in line uh, with Lech getting maximum points on Saturday. It hurt uh, Sukis's chances of doing anything on Sunday to, uh, to end that. So uh, essentially the championship was wrapped up on Saturday evening. Uh, Sukis ended up finishing second in the standings with Macy Williams moving up to third with that victory on Sunday. Yeah, David, breakout races, I I say breakout season for all three of those drivers, right? Liam Lech able to come out and be so good winning races uh, to win the championship. Kiriako Sukis, first time you and I have really seen him and and really impressive all season long and came on strong at the end. And Macy Williams getting a victory as well. I I love seeing these three young drivers kind of work their way into the spotlight. That's kind of what we've seen in the uh, the hundred cc category this year at Challenge is is drivers kind of stepping up and uh, making a name for themselves. So uh, Lech obviously has done that with uh, with the championship, and then as you said, Sukis and Williams uh, moving themselves as uh, to solidify themselves as probably three of the top drivers in the West. Yeah, lots of wins for Lech in 100cc senior. Significantly different in junior 100cc, and I love this headline, David. Six different winners in six different rounds. Yeah, I, I caught Andy Saisman, the series promoter, off guard a little bit at the podium when uh, when I told him six different winners. He's like, "What? What? <laughs> no idea. Just something you don't you don't see too much, and we didn't see except for this category all year long as we had six different winners in six different rounds." Saturday, Stephen Isert, and I mentioned that him in an outlap that uh, he could be tr- he could be trouble on the weekend. He certainly was was uh, able to set fast time in qualifying. Uh, came across as a pre-final winner, but a penalty dropped him down to fifth uh, in that race, moving Preston Lambert up to the pole position. But Isert was just a little bit tougher. Uh, was able to bounce his way back up forward this time, though, was fighting with uh, Cooper Cooper O'Claire on the comp cart. Um, the two of them fought back and forth for the, uh, for the, uh, the top spot. Uh, Eau Claire was actually able to get to the line first. Unfortunately, uh, on the last lap made a pass around Isert at turn one. Unfortunately, a yellow flag was being waved for carts that were sitting on the outside of turn one. Uh, and a fin- uh, officials surely saw that and provided him with a three second penalty essentially taking the win away from him. So that moved Isert up to the top step of the podium to be the fifth 
different winner on the year. Uh, Cooper O'Clair was dropped down to second after the penalty. Uh, Christian Cameron ended up winning the battle for third ahead of Lambert and Tristan Young, making his junior 100cc debut. Nice. Yeah, Young coming over from the uh, the Rock Junior category. How about on Sunday? What uh, who, who was who was the sixth different winner? Well, it was very familiar, familiar names up front towards the end of the day, but early to begin, it was Alex Rantala, the local driver with Ron White Racing on the CRG that was able to set fast Simon qualifying. He would, however, get shuffled back a little bit in the pre-final, a little bit more in the main event, uh, but still in a uh, close to the top five, but uh, just outside when the final checkered flag waved. Uh, pre-final, though, was a uh, was Cooper O'Claire coming up to uh, to score the race win. This, however, was very a uh, little bit of a chaotic, not so much on track, but more off track uh, as as the uh, as, we, as we went on. So essentially, we had a three driver fight for the victory between Isert, Eau Claire, and Christian Cameron. Uh, it looked like Eau Claire had the win as they came to the start finish line with Isert on the outside. But uh, okay, I'm trying to remember how to go. Hold on, let me see this. Um, I'm trying to read and, and think at the same time. It's not it's not easy there, Rob. All right, take, uh, trust me. So uh Eau Claire kind of celebrated a little bit too early. Uh as you know, you come down the straightaway, you think you have them, you think you have them. The hand goes up in the air before you get to the checkered flag. If I, I'm sure you've seen this happen before. Yep. Uh Icert was on the outside, getting there, getting there, getting there, just as they reached the line. Beat out Eau Claire by seven thousandths of a second to reach the the finish line first. Uh, unfortunately, Isert during the tech. Uh, well, let's let's take a step back. So, with the victory, doing the provisional points that we were doing, because this was probably one of the tightest championship chases that we had uh, going on all weekend long. Isert was moved up as the provisional champion with the victory. Okay, move over to Tech Barn. Uh, Isert's engine is removed, uh, for a, uh, an issue regarding the head of the engine. So, um, essentially disqualified in tech, you're not able to drop that. So he has to take the disqualification that loses a number of points for him. And he is essentially knocked off the championship podium and the championship with that, uh, disqualification. Ouch. So that essentially moved... So that moved Eau Claire up to the top step of the podium for the race win. She gets a win. Yeah. Moved Cameron up to second. So when that with that happening, it moved Christian Cameron to the provisional champion, but a two spot penalty for contact dropped him from second to fourth. Well, that's <laughs> what that's a good amount of points. Yeah. Uh huh, and it so it essentially dropped him off the podium for the race. So that moved Alex Rontella up into second. So he did yes, he was in the fight. I forgot. So he was in the fight uh, in the top five there. So that moved him up to second. Moved Preston Lambert to third. Dropped Cameron to fourth, and then put Alex McPherson Weeman uh, on into the fifth spot. So the Cameron penalty dropping him from second to fourth essentially dropped him out of the top spot for the championship and move Laney Benjamin to the championship by nearly two points. Wow. And Laney Benjamin did not have a good weekend at all. She kind of hovered around inside the top 10 all weekend long. 
um, just didn't quite have the pace to to be able to challenge. Was always in that second group. Was never able to uh, to kind of keep keep a, a battle close. Uh, so finished essentially out of the top five both days. I want to say uh, a ninth and a seventh. But uh, you add in her um, you add in her three podiums in the first four rounds, uh, including a fourth place finish as well. So uh, enough to get her the uh, the championship by only two points over Christian Cameron. Cooper O'Claire again almost had a victory. Got a victory, so became the sixth different winner, but almost had a victory on Saturday too. So if he would have gotten a victory on Saturday, we could be saying Cooper O'Claire was a champion as well too. So oh, a lot man. of just nail-biting situation in the Junior 100cc division. Man, David, you probably weren't expecting this much work. <laughs> I wasn't. No, it was. But this was the category because, again, I know you were at the, the the opener and weren't at the last two rounds, but this this category, we talked about it in the outlap. We don't know a lot of these drivers, but it's an opportunity for them to kind of to stand out and make a name for themselves. And, and obviously, uh, uh, Lainey Benjamin was able to uh, to do that with a championship. Yeah, good for her. That's awesome. Congratulations to Lainey on that title. Uh, let's move to the Master 100cc category. Here's the headline. Smith solidifies title with victory. Yes. Mike Smith came in as a championship leader. Uh, a very slim margin between him and Tim Mayer. Meyer, sorry. Tim Meyer. Uh, so that was kind of the, the, the watch, the championship watch. We were kind of seeing, okay, who was finishing ahead of who uh, throughout the weekend. Because out front, and, and I kind of called it in the outlap, it was it was Carlos Calderon uh, at his home track. We saw him win at Cal Speed and nearly pulled off another win the next day. Uh, but Carlos Calderon essentially went wire to wire on the day and Saturday uh, to uh, to earn his second victory of the season. Uh, drove away to a 1.6 margin of victory uh, in the main event. Mike Smith, though, winning the uh, winning the points battle that day, finishing second as Tim Mayer was uh, back. Meyer it was back in fourth. Uh, as uh, Ian Kunches, Kunches, that's how you say it, Kunches. Got it. Uh, was able to uh, to steal the uh, third spot on the podium from from uh, Mayor. Uh, Dana S says Meyer. finish Meyer. Yes, See? <laughs> I, I know. You, I thought you were going to write it like that. Remember? I was going to, and I forgot because it was at midnight. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, so yeah. Um, so that was kind of you know. Kind of how we predicted it, aside from Kunchez being in there. We knew he was going to battle. We just w- weren't quite sure he would have the uh, the uh, championship implications kind of uh, that he did splitting there, Smith and Meyer in the uh, in the final order on Saturday. Nice. The move to Sunday, a little bit of a, of a heated battle in the pre-final. Uh, Carl Deron was able to set fast time in qualifying, but... Uh, he had a group behind him, and uh, they were a bit hungry. That included Smith, Kunches, Meyer. Uh, they were all fighting for a position pretty hard. Uh, a little bit of contact here and there. Some drivers going off the racetrack. Some heated conversations after the race. Ooh. When all that and all the penalties were assessed, uh, it was Kunches with the win and dropping, uh, I believe, Meyer down to the fourth spot. Uh, after uh, he was the provisional winner. So you go into the main event, we always ha- obviously had some heated issues in the pre-final. Well, that did kind of carry over into the main event. Uh, Kunches was on the pole, was able to kind of get away from everything, as did uh, Mike Smith. 
as uh, Meyer and Carlos Calderon kind of got together. Uh, Carl, Carl Calderon was ahead of him as they went into the uh, the inner hairpin, uh, and Meyer just was uh, a little bit more aggressive on the opening lap. The two made contact, essentially taking taking both of them out of the race uh, before the uh, the end of the first lap. So. Uh, Heated, heated battle continued and went into the final. And unfortunately, two drivers were unable to, to continue on. Uh, as the race continued, though, uh, Kunchez was out front and uh, Mike Smith was able to, uh, to position himself in second, essentially running down the, uh, the new Masters driver as he went on to uh, take over the lead and drive away to a 1.4 second advantage to uh, earn his first win of the season. And to clinch the championship Big. on the year. Nice, nice, good for him. Kunchez ended up finishing second with Brian Phillipson in, in the third spot. Dana S says fourth with Preston Newberry capping off the top five. Ooh, Preston Newberry P five, nice job. Yeah, he he's he was sore. Uh, was he? He, he he was sore. <laughs> he said he had a magician uh, essentially giving him a nice massage under the tent. Uh, he, but he is for looking forward to, uh, to getting more seat time and getting his body acclimated to, uh, to race pace, uh, as the season goes on. So make sure you watch for Preston, uh, at the, uh, the Colorado tracks this summer. Nice. So Mike Smith with the championship, as you said, 39 points over Tim, uh, Meyer, Brian Phillips on the red speed. He was there all, all season long, 110 points back. Good, good for Mike. Yeah, uh, I, I I joked with him a little bit afterwards. I said, you're, you're lucky you won because I wasn't going to give you the championship if you didn't win. Oh, <laughs> you got to have at least one win. Come on now. Wow. Whew. All right. That's aggressive. I, I like that, though. <laughs> he laughed at it. He enjoyed it. All right. Another break of the action, folks. When we get back, we're going to go Senior Rock, Masters Rock, Junior Rock, continuing on through this edition of the EKN Debrief. A series built by racers for racers. Stars Championship Series. If you're looking for big grids without the stress and anxiety of a national event, then look no further than the Stars Championship Series. Our events are centered around our fun and family-friendly atmosphere, and this season we'll be visiting some of the East Coast's finest karting facilities. We've got four stops on the tour in 2021, with opening weekends set to take place at GoPro Motorplex on April 9th to the 11th. From there, we'll head to Newcastle Motorsports Park in June, the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati in July, and then to Pittsburgh International Race Complex to close out the championship in October. While April may seem far away, our season is already underway with our eSports division presented by Extreme Sim Racing. You can get your weekly racing fix in our GT or open wheel divisions on every Tuesday or Wednesday by competing against carters across the country for some stellar prize packages, all for free. For more information on how to get on track in the virtual or the real world, Check us out online at StarsChampionshipSeries.com. CKR is all about quality, and CKR USA is where you can get your hands on these winning chassis in the United States. It's the CKR Barracuda 32mm shifter car chassis, the 100cc focused Stingray. These are two popular models contributing to the success of this thriving brand. And CKR USA is where you'll find carts, parts, and everything you need to go racing. Delivering the latest innovation in kart racing technology, CKR carries its own distinctive frame design. Made from hand-selected material, CKR kart chassis combine the highest grade tubing and hardware, ensuring first-rate standards of production. 
CKR USA has a large footprint in the U.S. karting market and continues to grow rapidly throughout the country. Fully homologated chassis have been proven by top-notch performances from coast to coast in North America. CKR has stood on top of the podium in Supercarts USA and F-Series competition, as well as kart clubs around the country. The podiums and championships will continue to pile up in 2021. CKR USA is now in its sixth year of business, and we're adding new authorized dealers and support centers for the chassis line. Visit ckr-usa.com or call 208-384-KART and go CKR Blue. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network and the EKN Debrief. David Cole doing a deep dive into the final round of the Challenge of the Americas, the finale at Sonoma Raceway in up in California. Uh, David, uh, enjoying being back with the crew there. David, let's uh, roll back into the race report here, presented by Stilo USA. Senior Rock, here's the headline. History for Lech with second championship in same season. Something we have yet to see in the 14-year history of Challenge of the Americas was a driver winning two championships in the same season. Well, that is now broken as Liam Lech won the senior 100cc championship, as we talked earlier. And as we talked earlier, already came into the weekend with the senior rock championship. So essentially, he and Macy Williams went out for a duel, uh, Not both of them skipping the prefinal, but did make both of them making the, the main event to uh, to complete all six rounds of the series. Uh, on Saturday, Lech was able to set fast time in qualifying, but Macy Williams was just a little bit better in the main event, setting him up for a last lap pass to uh, to able to be able to get to the checkered flag first. So that was breaking up his uh, perfect streak going into the weekend, as Lech had four straight wins going into the weekend. So Williams ended that streak, taking her first win of the year. Uh, Sunday, kind of the same thing. Lech out front in uh, qualifying with a quick lap. Uh, the two went nose to tail throughout the main event. Uh, unfortunately, Williams wasn't able to keep close enough to uh, to be able to attempt a challenge at the top spot as Lech went on to earn his fifth victory of the year. Not running the prefinal certainly probably helped with the schedule, did it not? You know, a little little. Break. Well, they <laughs> they ran they ran with the Masters Rocks, so essentially oh, okay. all it did all right. was save them a little bit of uh, wear and tear on the equipment and uh, uh, and tires. Nope. Copy that. Copy that. Copy that. All right, let's go into uh, Masters Rock. Here's the headline: Wang triumphs for third straight championship. Another historical moment on the weekend, Derek Wang earning a third straight championship in the Masters Rock category. This was going to be a tight one up until essentially the start of Sunday final. Wang had to be perfect throughout the weekend. Unfortunately, things did not go well for him on Saturday. Started out well, setting fast time and qualifying and winning the pre-final. Was out to a pretty solid lead in the main event until lap 11 when his chain broke. That recorded his second DNF in of the five rounds that were completed. So uh, certainly put a lot of pressure on him going into Sunday. With his DNF, though, Adam Kate, I was going to say it right. Kasich. Yep. Kasich. 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 Kasich was able to take advantage uh, of Wang's misfortune this time, un- un- unlike he did at Cal Speed, where Billy Cleveland was able to sneak by. Cleveland, however, made a mistake as he was trying to uh, put the pressure on Kasich. Kasich, uh, however, was able to go on to win, winning by five seconds over Tim Mayer nice. with Meyer. Yeah, I know. 
Do this next one, Dave. Giorgio's Giorgio. There you go. Local driver was able to uh, to drive to third ahead of David Pergande with Cleveland uh, rejoining at the tail of the field in the fifth spot after his little spin. So, you know, David, you, you look at Sunday, right? And you think about, obviously, Dave, uh, Derek Wang with a couple DNFs now. So much pressure putting on him. He's got to step up. He's got to perform. But l- listen, we're, you look at the last 10 years, Derek Wang, on you know that handful of guys, the the best masters drivers in the country, right? I would say so. Some people don't agree with me, but I would say so. <laughs> I would, yeah. He's pretty 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 damn impressive. Derek Wang is. He, he is, really- and uh, you know, he was able to uh, to obviously put in a perfect day, and which is exactly what he needed uh, on Sunday. He hoped he was going to be able to do it on Saturday. Unfortunately, the chain had other ideas. Uh, Sunday, they uh, they worked long and hard, making sure everything was uh, was put together perfectly as much as they could uh, Saturday night for Sunday's action, and uh, basically put in a uh, a beatdown on Sunday, uh, setting fast time and qualifying, winning the pre final. The start of the main event uh, kind of took the pressure a little bit off Derek Wang uh, as a uh, turn one spin by Kasich uh, essentially ended the championship chase for him. Uh, putting him off on the racetrack in the opening corner and at the same time collecting Billy Cleveland. Uh, that took both of them out of the uh, the the uh, the race. And if Derek Wayne was to record a DNF, he still would have had enough points to secure the championship. So the pressure was off. Uh, got a little bit of pressure, though, from Giorgio uh, early on, but essentially drove away to a 3.3 victory over the local driver, Tim Mayer. Was uh, Meyer was in the third position? You should just say that after every, even if I say it right. I'm going to. Uh, okay, Meyer, Meyer. in the. Th- <laughs> it's Meyer. It is Meyer. I know. So stop messing me up. <laughs> right. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> My, I got it right, and then you messed me up. I just, it's just I oh, frustrating. Why can't we have Smith and Cole and Johnson? Those are easy names. True enough. True. Uh, Meyer finished uh, third uh, with uh, David Pergande fourth, and that is how they wrapped up. So Wang actually ended up winning the championship by 55 points uh, to, again, earn his third straight record-breaking championship. That's impressive for sure. Uh, David, do you want to do a quick wrap here? Junior Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the notes down here. Just wanted to make sure we gave uh, uh, Tristan Young the – the props he deserves by earning the junior rock championship. Uh, as we said, moved over to the junior hundred CC, uh, category on the weekend. So was it racing in that category, but takes home the, uh, the, the championship earning his second title from challenging America's as the mini rock champion last year. All right. Two more categories still to wrap up this race report. Folks, we get back after this break. It's mini rock and micro rock. Trader Evans, Pruitt, Haddock, McMurray, Karting legends are created here at the Quincy Grand Prix. This is Randy Kugler, the voice of this iconic event. After being forced to cancel last year's event due to the coronavirus pandemic, the Quincy Grand Prix will be back on its traditional date on the first weekend of June. So mark June 5th and 6th on your calendar and we'll see you there. On that gorgeous late spring weekend for the 33rd time since 1970, Competition carts will once again rip around the spectacular and beautiful 1.2-mile circuit set out inside the South Park of Quincy, Illinois. This is your chance to race in front of over 15,000 spectators. The 2021 edition 
of the Quincy Grand Prix marks the 51st anniversary of the first time Carter's raced around this historic venue. To celebrate the event, a $10,000 cash purse has been established for the four pro classes competing on the weekend. A total of 11 categories will be competing for the unique trophy given to all race winners, the Gussie, designed and named after the original race founder, Gus Trader. Registration is now open, so don't wait and enter now at QuincyGrandPrix.com and become legendary. We'll see you at the park. Winning takes top quality equipment, flawless preparation, experienced coaching, and passion. And at Team GFC, we live our passion. Developed by American karting champion Gary Carlton, the GFC chassis has become one of the newest brands to reach the top of the podium in North America. GFC has garnered victories and championships at all levels of the sport since its debut at the end of 2018. Shifter car drivers are at the front of the field running the GFC GT14 frame and the SS31 has become a solid contender in tag and 100cc competition. Team GFC has arrive and drive packages available for all categories including the mini and micro classes utilizing the GFC RR5 cadet chassis. These young pilots have the opportunity to be part of the Team GFC Young Driver Development Program. Learn from one of the best American carters with over 25 years of racing at the highest levels of the sport, offering personalized training on and off the track. Follow GFC Karting on Facebook and Instagram, or click over to gfccarting.com to learn more about joining Team GFC in 2021. GFC, live your passion. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. We continue with this EKN Debrief podcast as David Cole is reporting on the final round of the Challenge of the Americas from Sonoma, California, uh, on the March 26th to 28th weekend. David, let's continue and wrap things up here with the race report presented by Stilo USA. Let's go to Mini Rock and the headline, Antonino dominates to clinch championship. Yeah, very similar performance uh, what we saw from Derek Wang in John Antonino. Uh, coming in with three victories uh, over the opening four rounds. Had the championship in, uh, lead going into the weekend with those three victories and essentially uh, put in a performance on Saturday to almost clinch the championship by day's end with a sweep of Saturday's racing. Came in and set uh, fast time in qualifying and uh, won the pre-final and essentially led wire to wire in the main event to a 5.2 second margin of victory. Uh, behind him was a good race for second uh, as his race factory teammates, Nick Eggleston and Gage Korn were able to uh, secure the second and third spots to make it a one, two, three finish for race factory with Nico Serafati in the fourth position and Cypress Andrus putting two GFCs in the top five. Yeah, shout out to Race Liberante and his team with with Race Factory, first, second, and third in the mini rock category. He's got some talented drivers, and David, when you have a, a young program like that, it's nice to have some kids that, that you're going to be able to move up to up to junior eventually. You know, he's got he's got some good, talented kids running that Race Factory equipment. Yeah, and they certainly had fun Saturday night at the podium with a couple of brooms for sure. <laughs> I saw that. That's a, so yeah, Nico Sarfati, my buddy, uh, finishing in fourth, and uh, and Cypress Anderson fifth, as you said. How about Sunday? It looks like Nico came out of the gate pretty good. 
Yeah, a little bit of a challenge on Sunday to begin the day with Sarah Foddy. Again, home race track coming in as the micro rock champion from last year. So certainly knows his way around the Sonoma racetrack, was able to set fast time in qualifying. A uh, little bit of a battle between that, him and uh, Antonino for the pre-final win, but it was Antonino able to edge out Serafati for the win in the pre-final. Main event time, though, however, it was Antonino with another wire-to-wire victory in the main event, this time establishing a 6.9-second advantage by the checkered flag. Behind him, a great fight for the second position. This time, Serafati was able to secure the position ahead of Eggleston, with uh, Andrus in the fourth position and Gavin White completing the top five. Wits in the, cha- in the championship, uh, pretty pretty dominating championship for uh, for Antonino. Yeah, certainly the uh, the prefinal kind of helped solidify things along with Serafati getting the the bonus points and qualifying to uh, to stop Rocky Ma- Moran from trying to challenge for the uh, the title. So Antonino was able to secure a dominating uh, championship performance by 152 points over Rocky Moran. Moran just not up to grips uh, at the Sonoma circuit uh, like we saw at Cal Speed. So uh, certainly something to work on uh, in the future for him. But a great a great year, nonetheless, uh, to finish second in the championship. Uh, Nico Serfati, though, moved up to the third position with a solid Sonoma weekend. Only racing two weekends, so four rounds for him. So with only four rounds counting uh, compared to a lot of the other drivers with five, uh, was able to secure the third spot on the championship podium. Yeah, nicely done there for Nico. Uh, let's go to Micro Rock and th- to cap off the race report. The headline, Porter sweeps top step to secure first series title. Yeah, again, all these drivers new to the Challenge of the Americas program. Uh, so it was uh, always fun to see these drivers hit the racetrack, not knowing who was going to come out on top because uh, you never know with the micro division. But these kids were really close all weekend long. Uh, but Porter was just a little bit better uh, than everybody else, especially on Saturday, was able to com- complete a uh, sweep leading from qualifying through the prefinal. The main event, though, was a bit of a battle uh, as he and Ca- uh, Mateo Calderon were able to go back and forth a little bit. Uh, and essentially, in another photo finish uh, with uh, Porter on the inside, Mateo on the outside, it looked like Mateo had just enough to get him at the line. Unfortunately, he he came 13 thousandths of a second short. Uh, I was hoping to make history with uh, our first father-son winners yeah. at the challenge, uh, but ja- Jackson Porter had other ideas, was able to secure his second win of the season. Uh, Reese Bowman completed the podium in the third position with Julian Sanchez and Jerome Rondeau in the fifth position. Uh, on Sunday, David, uh, a new name, not one of the drivers in the top five, coming out with uh, the top uh, time and qualifying. Yeah, Troy Ferguson, we saw at Cal Speed, made his debut there that weekend, showed he had a number, uh, showed he had the speed to be able to challenge, just didn't quite have everything put together on Saturday, but came out Sunday strong, uh, setting fast time in the qualifying session, was able to win the pre-final. Main event, however, Jackson Porter was able to lock himself onto the bumper of Ferguson for the opening corners or opening laps of the race. Uh, those two were able to pull away from the rest of the field and essentially decide the victory between them two. Uh, Ferguson closed up on the uh, back of Porter late in the late in the final circuit as the two were able to drag race the line. So another photo finish uh, in the micro rock division. This time, forty-seven thousand separating the top two with Porter 
getting another victory, this time ahead of Ferguson. Uh, Reese Bowman and added another third position finish uh, on the year with uh, Calderon in fourth and Sanchez in the fifth spot. Cool to see Jackson Porter really step up, David, correct? You know, on the, on the Nitro cart to, to just dial things in on the final round of the season, couple of races to, you know, at the finale, getting it done. The margin of, of the championship victory, only 59 points. He really went out and, and grabbed a hold of the title to win it. Yeah, certainly had to with Bowman there. The, the, obviously, the, the differences were a little bit closer uh, heading into the weekend, but with the two victories, uh, was able to establish a bigger margin of in the championship chase over Bowman. Uh, so these two, all these drivers are looking well for the, uh, the future that they hold, uh, Ashton Woon ended up finishing third, despite not being in Sonoma was racing at the Supercars USA pro tour, but established enough points with his two wins over the four rounds to, uh, to earn the third spot in the championship. Nice folks. Final uh, break in this show. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. We'll have a look at the constructors championship and we'll have a brief look at the EKN trackside live race count and let you know where EKN will be. For the next couple of months. Stay with us, folks. We'll wrap things up after this break. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Spec Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. And the all-new IgniteKarting.com website provides you with the information you need to fuel your passion for kart racing. Ignite Karting is a spec kart that features the Margay Racing chassis with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes utilize the same Ignite K3 cart, which puts all the emphasis squarely on the driver. You can race the Ignite package from Margay at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for 2021 include the Ignite Majors, featuring events at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, Quincy Grand Prix, and Newcastle Motorsports Park. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regional-based Ignite Challenge Series at tracks in Iowa, Missouri, Indiana and Illinois. Local club programs have been established in Idaho, Texas, Nebraska, New York, Ohio, and Florida. All the information that you're looking for on events throughout the country and on all the Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, is available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and on the track this year. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Are you ready to make the jump from karting to race cars? Then check out the top-rated Allenberg Racing Schools at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in Monterey, California, led by former Formula One World Championship driver Alan Berg. Whether you're starting a racing career, looking for a new adventure, honing your driving skills, or seeking an unforgettable experience driving the world-famous corkscrew, our team of professional coaches and proven curriculum will provide you with everything you need to drive our race cars to the limit. Programs in 2021 include one-day, two-day, and three-day schools. Successful graduates earn their certification to apply for a SCCA racing license. For schedules and more information, check out our website, allenbergracingschools.com, or call us at 888-722-3220. Custom group and corporate programs also available.
Welcome back as we wrap up this edition of the EKN Debrief. Scrolling back up top, episode 78, David. We've been knocking out these debriefs for the last couple of years. It's Tuesday, March the 30th. We're going to wrap things up here. David's going to give us his final thoughts on the finale of the Challenge of the Americas in Sonoma, which was take, which took place this past weekend. Well, amazing weather this weekend and really all series long as we were able to get good weather in Phoenix, good weather in in Cal Speed for in Fontana, and good weather in Sonoma. So no rain aside from a little bit in that opening weekend, but it was, it was just enough to get, you know, kind of get the beak wet a little bit. So yeah, That's it, right? But better than anything we had uh, probably, what, in the 10-year history that we've been going to the challenge. So, uh Certainly great weather all year long and great and strong numbers, too, to end the 2021 series. Uh, Record-setting uh, weekend at Cal Speed. Uh, good opening weekend in Phoenix and then ending ending the uh, the season strong in Sonoma. So just all in all, good 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 program for, for the uh, Challenge of the Americas. Uh, as I said, no rain for the first time in the 10 visits for the series in Sonoma. Again, going from the torrential downpours that they had in 2008 to uh, – the weather we had this weekend was superb, aside from a little bit of wind there at the end of the day. Uh, and again, no red flags or major incidents all weekend long. So three for three on the year for Challenge of the Americas with no red flags. So uh, wow. uh, pretty safe and uh, safe, fun and exciting three, uh, three weekends of racing. No red flags at all in the season. I mean, that's amazing. David, yeah, that's, it is. That, that, that speaks volumes for this program and the racecraft that these drivers are showing, man, that's, I can't remember remember ever talking about a, se a series that didn't have a red flag once during the entire program. That's huge. It, it is. really is. Also, you, you mentioned numbers. And I'll, I'll cap off my thoughts here. Just, uh, you know, for any series, we know this happens, right? Especially a short series like this. Numbers speak, spike at the top. You got, you know, you got your strong, always a bit of drop off in the final round because people that maybe not in the championship decide they're not going to run the whole championship. I don't understand that mindset. That's never been my mindset. If I'm going to do a championship, I'm doing the whole thing, regardless if I'm in, in the hunt. But, um, but to be able now for Andy Saisman and the, and the challenge crew to springboard off of those really good numbers from Sonoma to wherever we're going to start the season next year in 2022, that's man, they're going to, they could set a record in their very first round next year, just with the, with the amount of momentum they have right now. Without a doubt. And the momentum will hopefully carry over to the California rock championship program. Uh, this year expanding going to have six rounds of racing in five weekends. Uh, two of them at button willow, two of them in Sonoma. And then of course the double round weekend that they're going to have in July up at Pat's acres racing complex. That was another talk about, you know, obviously, the officials, many of them are from the area. They love that place. They can't wait to have everybody up there. Uh, Chris Ager was actually there for the weekend, was uh, obviously roaming around and and being grandpa and uh, and saying hi to everybody. But uh, he's excited about uh, the program heading up there as our number of competitors. So uh, I think we'll we'll see uh, a lot of racers who not even didn't even compete uh, in Challenging the Americas that will be up at Pat's Acres. Uh, racing that weekend so uh should be should be good momentum going into that program for the 2021 season let's talk about the constructors championship david looks like four different brands uh, probably eight different brands able to get uh race wins yeah eos certainly uh had a number of victories throughout the season thanks to the uh, christian bird motorsports and the duo of liam lech and macy williams uh, they were able to secure six along add in a mike smith victory and a Derek wang victory as well too 
so they led the weekend with the six victories. CRG gaining three, uh, one with Aiden O'Neill, one with Kevin Woods, and one with Neil Joseph. Comp Cart, Race Factory, Nitro Cart, each having two victories with Illuminos, Expri, and GFC each earning one. All right, folks, let's have a look at the EKN Trackside Live race calendar presented today by Cart Republic and Cart Sport North America. The Cart Republic is here, and it just keeps on winning. Cart Sport North America is the country's importer and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, they're focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. The Cart Republic senior and junior chassis is on fire, and so is the mini kart, which is won in SCUSA, USPKS, and WKA competition. For more information, contact Cartsport North America, where they offer top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. All right, David, let's talk about where uh, we're going to be over the next couple of months, because really, we had that big run where we were going you know, two, three places a month. Uh, we've got two places here, at, uh, two, two events in April, then we've got to go all the way to the end of May before we're back trackside. You'll be at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway for the WK Charlotte Karting Challenge. The Road Race Man Cup Dirt uh, Sprint, rather Dirt Speedway event as well. All three of the disciplines of the WKA, April fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth at Charlotte. It's uh, this is gonna it's a throwback to the North American Karting Championships. It is, and it's in April. Typically, those were in October and November, sure. so a little bit different, but uh, very similar and. Uh, It'll be uh it'll be not a live event. And I, that's uh that's, I think you already key. said that. So it'll be a trackside event. So we'll just be providing some trackside coverage, doing a lot of uh reporting, obviously, uh with daily reports from our from the road race program, but we'll also have videos, uh live videos, photos, uh some interviews, uh, IG interviews, you know, a little every a little bit of everything, uh with since our uh, our focus isn't the the the, the live broadcast. So yeah, a lot of good stuff coming. Uh, after that, a couple weeks later, April 30th to the May 2nd, you're back at it again with the United States Pro Kart Series. Uh, obviously had a fantastic record-setting uh, launch in Ocala in March. They're uh, back to Newcastle, Indiana at the start of May for the Heartland Grand Prix. You'll be there trackside for that one. Back to Newcastle for the first time this year. Back to seeing Mike Adams once again at my second our home. Buddy Mike. That's our right. buddy Mike. Uh, yeah, so th- it'll be interesting. Um We've had the Newcastle event for the USBKS be the finale for a number of years. We had it as, I think, the second or maybe the, even the opener. No, second event uh, one time before. Uh, very similar to around the same weekend. So we'll see uh, kind of how that changes things up. Uh, you know, it could, could be cold, could be a little rain, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, uh, hopefully it'll know. be good weather. And, uh, of course, we're going to see great racing. And we'll see uh, how the numbers uh, bounce uh, from Ocala with a record setting weekend there and, uh, and see what numbers we pull for the uh, Newcastle weekend. It's a bit of a stretch seven weeks from now, but we'll include it here to wrap up the trackside live race calendar, May 21st, 22nd, 23rd, David, you and I'll be back together at the Utah Motorsports Campus in Grantsville, Utah, for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Spring Nationals, second round of the Pro Tour for 2021. Of course, then heading back to Newcastle in August. But yeah, you and I heading back to Utah. Great racetrack there, the Allen Wilson Design Facility at Utah Motorsports Campus, formerly known as Miller Motorsports Park. Uh, Spring Nationals at the middle of May. It's actually uh, Indy 500 qualifying weekend as well, so I'll be watching that too. <laughs> Jake, Jake and Elwood back together again. That's it, baby. Ready to do it. Hey, listen, we didn't talk about this at all yet, so we're going to cap it off Uh-oh. with this. Oh, no, it's no big deal. Uh, 
what, three different in and out stops this particular weekend? Oh, no, uh, just two. Oh, I thought you did three. Oh, all right. No, all right. I did it uh, Thursday on the way to the hotel and then Monday leaving the hotel to the airport. So Very uh, nice. Uh, no, week. had, had some good meals, um, throughout the weekend, but, uh, n- just, just the two in and out stops. I'm trying to think what we had, uh, Friday. I can't, it obviously wasn't that great, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that, that, that wraps things up with David Cole, giving us the, the, the final rundown, our podcast, our deep debrief podcast to cap off the 2021 challenge of the America's series. And again, the bottom line is just great numbers, three events, in a row with uh, numbers in the triple digits, strong numbers, the, our, our record entry for the event at Cal Speed. It's a new record. All that momentum for this series, like David said, going into the California Rock Championship at six race, uh, five events, six race series. All three events, no red flags. David mentioned that in the wrap-up, and that is absolutely impressive. And again, lots of momentum. Kudos to Andy Saisman and his crew, one of the best series in the country. Great people, always fantastic atmosphere. And we look forward to getting back to that program again in 2022. David, I'm going to cross my fingers that uh, we don't have any COVID BS that holds me at home, and we don't have any conflicts that you and I can be trackside for all three of those events. Because of all the stuff we do, those are the three of the races I love being at. Yeah, uh, you know, we're getting there. We're still we're moving in the right direction and uh, and we'll see what happens. But yes, uh, always looking forward to uh, to uh, what 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 the future holds. All right, folks, we're going to cap things off once again. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the EKN Debrief. All the content we have going on to the EKN Radio Network first. If you haven't downloaded the EKN Radio Network app, get that done. Uh, so you'll be able to listen to it on your mobile device. Then we turn it into a podcast. And eventually we're going to be turning these probably into YouTube uh, shows as well. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into us, folks. We appreciate it. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.